1: Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Just Get A Real Job We've got a very special episode lined up for you guys today But first, I would like to share a poem with you guys Now, this isn't one of my own poems Because uh, I, I didn't have anything, to be honest, I didn't have anything good enough that I felt comfortable sharing at this point But I'll try and get a poem written for next week's episode But today's poem I'd like to share uh, This is actually by Dr. Zeus, And it's one I've always been fond of It's very, It's about creativity, uh, so here it goes think left and think right and think low and think high all the things you can think up if only you try i've always really liked that. i remember reading that as a kid and yeah really liking it so i hope you guys enjoy anyway this week's episode is very special because i got to sit down in real life because i live with this week's guest and i got to have a chat with one of my oldest and closest friends my wife mr liam rutherford now liam is a journalist and we've actually been friends for like 20 years so it was amazing to, to get to have this conversation um and i'd also very much appreciate liam coming on because to be honest if you know liam right he doesn't like doing this sort of thing liam is very mysterious doesn't like to talk about himself so i appreciate him giving us his time and yeah this episode is probably a bit more conversational than the normal because we're just it, it did not really feel like an interview we kind of just talk a lot but that i think it's good i think it's a bit different. And we've also got a wee special surprise at the end of this week's episode with another special guest appearing, so stay tuned for that. But anyway, I hope you enjoy this week's conversation. Hello Liam, and well, you've finally decided to come on my podcast after slagging off for so long. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I just want to clarify that we do live together, and our real-life interview is legal because obviously we're in lockdown. It's nice to do a real face-to-face one, but yes, Liam is my and he, he just wants me to say this to all you guys. But Liam is my best friend. No, it's because at parties you've been like this is my flatmate, and I felt like a uh, partner who's just been shunned. Liam is my best friend and my wife. Well, you know, I say that at parties, but. No, no, wait. That's just because sometimes you know it's like we live together, so it's an easy way of explaining. Feel like it. This is already a couples counselling session. Yeah. So for everyone listening, this is a, a very special episode because I'm getting to sit down and interview. <laughs> It'd be a bit like the one we did with Elliot. I'm getting to interview one of my oldest and closest friends, Mister Liam Rutherford. So Liam, you are a journalist, but you are kind of a culture journalist. So you're quite. A, it's quite good to get you on the podcast. They're a bit different because I know a lot of our our guests have been quite film based, which is different. Mm-hmm. But um, thanks for finally coming on. that's oh, Pleasure to be in my cupboard. <laughs> yeah, just uh, two men in the cupboard. How long have we been planning that joke for? You fucked it up. It's two men in the closet. I can't take it seriously uh, because you always slag off my podcast. I don't you... slag off your podcast. I just—it's funny to hear someone's voice change. That, like, because everyone does it with whoever they're with. If it's a different group of friends or family, and you have your radio voice, and I find it very funny. Yeah, so apparently guys have a radio voice I probably do But do you have a voice when you interview people? Do you, does your voice yeah, change? Yeah, of course I do Basically what I you do I feel sorry it. for the listeners I feel like, like I'm doing a podcast voice now like, This isn't normally how I talk to you Yeah, that's true Usually you just say Fuck off <laughs> <laughs> and I'm—I feel like I'm talking a less Scottish for some reason. Yeah, I know. Where's the Fife twang? I don't know. Well, anyway, Liam, you won't even know the format of these interviews because no, you never listened. I, to be I, fair, guys, I'm making—I'm making Liam out to be horrible. He does—he's a lovely friend to me, and uh, you know, he does actually subscribe to the podcast on Apple, so he knows it's up. He just doesn't listen to it. <laughs> I'm very busy. I'm in the throes of fourth year of uni. Yeah, I know you—you are busy. But anyway, Liam. So we normally start these interviews mm-hmm. by asking what your earliest of memory was and this will be fun because we grew up together so you know a lot of your memories will be my memories so i can't wait to talk about some of this stuff so take credit for everything already (laughs) (laughs) no i am like my earliest memories will probably be i've always written i've never i don't remember a time where i've not written and primary school i used to write a lot of stories and got the golden pen award one year i remember that yeah that was for your story about falling on a tree and stabbing your leg wasn't it i can't I actually can't like my, You'll find You know that I had memories Shocking Yeah Like I don't know I think it might have been that Or it could have been like I did like a Off brand Very It was like a fairy tale It was like dragons and Princes and princesses For whatever reason We always used to write short stories About dragons and, and everything Which is hilarious Because you don't like fantasy at all No not anymore no so, you Game know, of Thrones can get in the bin <laughs> No that's a controversial opinion And I won't stand for it Get Mad Men on anyway, Mad Men's great but You know Game of Thrones is good too You can't say it's not Anyway I mean, I've not watched it <laughs> <laughs> You're too edgy for that um, Yeah exactly <laughs> But no I remember that Because like, you got like the Crappy Like golden It was like those really Shitty felt pens At the Chikarese Primary School Yeah So I got that That was a great memory You know And I remember we used to make Short films as well On our Nokias. Yeah, that was good. What we, what me and, so basically, what we did was, me and Liam, when we were kids, because you know, we were, we're always been creative little souls. We'd get our phones and we'd video each other fighting with swords, and then we'd pause it, and then we would unpause it, so it'd look like we were teleporting. Yeah, one person would move out of the frame, you'd pause it, and then film again, so that it's like them looking around confused, then pause it, and then you just kind of. Mid jump, you start recording again. Anyway, it made we, us look very good. We'd call it jumping. That was something. that was early days as well. That was yeah, we were quite young then, eh? I, I think we we're, were like you like first year of high school or still primary seven. we were, think were we're ahead of the curve, mate. Yeah, we were. And do you remember our little animated series we had? I do. It was. What was it called? and a seagull. Yeah. No, you're not pronouncing it properly. No, because like I'm not doing the pronunciation. Okay. It's So stupid. I asked them before to do it, but so we had this cartoon called Puffin and Shaggle. <laughs> And it was this like little, basically it was a BoJack Horseman of its time, I would say. Yeah, but just crap. We used to do little drawings, and um, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Like all of your house was littered with drawings of birds. But you were already... like, I don't think your dad could print out a single thing without a fucking picture of a cartoon <laughs> bird appearing on the back. We had an entire story world uh, designed, but no, that was films fun. as well. We had films planned. Yeah we had loads of films But I think we had like A whole yeah, series track That was dedicated to Snow Patrol Because that was your crappy Favourite band I deny all allegations Of liking Snow Patrol Deny it all yeah, well, Your favourite band And this best of CD Is still in, Around here somewhere I've seen I, you unpack it I think, I think it's like, in the cupboard behind I, I think it might be in this cupboard I deny that No 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 I didn't say that Gee, we got loads of stuff To talk about for this I no. We could, we we could, could have go. like Hours of The whole jam. episode Will just end up being Us reminiscing. Yeah Very yeah. nostalgic Do you remember We used to also pretend To be Doctor Who a lot yeah, we used to make our own costumes as well. Yeah, well, parts of the Caribbean, we used to make yeah. our own swords. We Wearing our mum's clothes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For oversized shirts. What was it? We used to steal belts from. Yeah, great. weird, weird, weird fun. Fun though. We were weird but fun kids. Well, mm-hmm. Liam, something we also ask all our guests is how. It sort of ties into this, but how did growing up in your hometown, obviously my hometown, I don't know why yeah, I'm saying exactly. that. How did growing up in Glenrothes affect your creativity? Oh, there was nothing else to do. Like there was nothing we could do except find things to pass the time. Like, what was it? Like the YMCA would go there. What yeah. day was it? What day was it? It was a Thursday there? night. So th- we talked about this on the episode with Elliot. So obviously, me and Liam are you know e- Liam's also friends with Elliot. We all sort of grew up together as as glads. And um, yeah, we talked about that in that episode. We used to go to the Y Create Project on a Thursday night, and we'd all be in bands. Liam yeah. was Liam was a member of the Vendettas, which we'd had on the oh. podcast before. <laughs> The worst band <laughs> that's ever been. Only played one show. It was alright. Yeah, I, I hid in the corner. Yeah, Liam was the guitarist, and he just sort of stood I there the like knowing. I, I, I can't remember who I was hiding behind, but I was hiding behind someone. Yeah, I think you knew. We, small. You knew we were terrible, and I think you were like. You no, know, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't think we were terrible. I thought like we were okay, as good as like a bunch of how old were we, like sixteen? Sixteen, yeah. And... No, I don't know. I th- we were clearly not taking it seriously. No. We are writing songs about about friends Yeah And stuff So if it was like we were tr- It would be cringier If we thought we were good And we were playing like I don't know Like a Radiohead song Thinking we are absolutely smashing it Probably But we were. we were like butchering it Yeah that's I suppose Change my friends to enemies Change my friends to enemies Show them how it's all my fault I won't let love disrupt her up, dar, erupt me. I won't let love disrupt her up, dar, erupt me. I won't Don't let love disrupt her up, dar, erupt me. You, you actually brought some of our uh, lyrics, that uh, some of the songs me and you worked on together with you, haven't you? you? got them right here. I've only got one that has survived. I've not seen this for years. It's it's like a, you can't, obviously it's a podcast, you can't see it, but it's like this crimply... Oh my god, I, I didn't know you still had that. It's almost yellow. Is that the book I got you from Paris as well? Yeah. Oh my god, I, so I got Liam this music book when we were like teenagers and he still got it I, and I've totally forgot it existed. Okay, you wrote an inscription as well. Did I? What did I write? Uh, Tulium thought this might come in handy for you. You sorry, your writing's terrible. I'm dis my dyslexia. <laughs> thought this might come in handy for you when writing songs. Did it come in handy? Yeah, it did. I, f- I filled the book with uh, <laughs> that's writing. That's nice. Well, uh, you gave me it on the first of the seventh, twenty thirteen. Oh my God, that's uh, eight years ago. Nearly. It is indeed. Oh my God! Right, let's um, let's have a look at these lyrics. <laughs> Do you want to look at the next? <laughs> I'm just deciphering this bit, of paper. Oh my God. So this is a song we must have wrote this Do so we were trying to be the Rolling Stones. Yeah, like, this so is I, like I was like trying to be Keith Richards So I played the guitar And, I was, and you were Is this yeah. your way of Accusing me of writing these No, well. no, you were desperate to be Mick Jagger So you had the whole kind of Oh, good You just, thing, you just you reminded me of something What? I remember what my nickname I wanted my nickname to be as a teenager What was it? I can't remember Jamie Jagger Oh, no. <laughs> that That is actually really bad. I must have erased that from my mind. Oh god, Jimmy so cool. Jagger. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> I, I'm usually like a credible host. I'm, I'm, this, this episode is totally gonna embarrass me. I'm uh, like coming across as this respect, respectable guy, and I feel like this episode's ruining my career. I think it was like basically I can't a even read. Of, like my... I can't even read this. I think one of the lyrics is. You're like a cure to me, girl. You make me feel all right. And <laughs> <laughs> when I'm shattered and in pieces, Lord knows you know how to... There's a cocaine reference in there as yeah. well. How did two 14-year-olds know anything oh, about God. cocaine? Yeah, I know. So like, what is it? It's like called The Come Down or something? Yeah, it's on about come down and like... Cur- yeah, we, we can leave it there. <laughs> don't crumple it up. This is history, mate. <laughs> anyway, I think the point was uh, we were well, When plans. you walk out the door... And leave me lying on the floor. What poetry? What poetry We were poets from a young age. Well, Liam, another question we ask all our guests is, um, mm-hmm. do you have a favourite word from either Fife or do you have a favourite word from just growing up in Scotland? See, I thought about this, because this is the one I know about, because you started asking everyone, not even podcast people. Yeah, just it's yeah. an interesting question. I've been asking a lot of people about it, because obviously doing the podcast, I want to ask people. So, yeah. that I've thought about it, it's Bairns. Bairns? Bairns. Really? That just reminds me of my grand. <laughs> yeah, the barons are outside, but because I stopped saying that, I forgot that was a word. Because when I moved to Glasgow, they don't say barons for kids; it's Wayne's Wains, yeah. Yeah. So that like, you be in a club, and if all the people are really young in the club, you'd think this place is fucking full of Wayne's Let's boost and go somewhere else. Ah, oh, that's like I didn't expect you to say that. That's a good word. It's a good choice. Thank you. Well, anyway, let's get to the your your actual you know mm-hmm. career in journalism. So, mm-hmm. you're in high school and you decide to apply to go to college and do creative writing. And I, I yeah. think it's no lie that you didn't particularly enjoy high school and you didn't really do too well in your exams. No, I I, I was good from first year to about fourth year. I was, I was good. Like I did good in standard grades, but then things fell apart slowly in the last two years, in the last year especially. So most of the sixth year was just me writing a portfolio for college. So it was a short story, a couple of poems and a play. And that was basically, I'd like, when I wasn't in class, which was a lot because I was, I was, I wouldn't say I was acting out because, like, I think everyone, even my mum knew I wasn't having a good time. Yeah. So most of them that year were just me writing for college, applying for college. And when I got in, I just evaluated what was going on and decided that, because there was just stuff going on in my life then that was just, it just wasn't good. And I thought better of it and just took some time off. So you left high school, I did, yeah. <laughs> and Liam loves to to get in. I'm there. a high school dropper. He loves to say that he, he's so well. So obviously, me and Liam have always been very good men, very good friends. Yeah. But I would have dropped out of high school if I didn't have college. Though. Yeah, I'd like to make that clear. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's true. But me and Liam have um have always been good friends. But I'm a year older than Liam, so I mean, I've, mm-hmm. to be fair, all your close friends sort of had left. Yeah, I? everyone left. So. That was why it was terrible. Like, I had no one there. I felt like a proper loner. So then I just started coming up and visiting you guys. I just basically moved to the city. It was good. There was like a rumour at the start of sixth year, which I didn't correct. It was, everyone was like, oh, where's Liam? He <laughs> was like, he's just not about anymore. And because all yous had left, everyone had assumed I'd spent the first couple of weeks at school. Freshers which wasn't the case I went up <laughs> which I'd, I'd went up a couple of times attended a couple of parties I hadn't been to any Freshers events but yeah so there was that rumour that I was skiving attending <laughs> Freshers and it was great and I just I, I didn't Whenever anyone asked I was like yeah man yeah it was dead good dead crazy I'm a high school dropout. i a high school dropout <laughs> I went to Freshers well anyway, well anyway so you decided to go to Glasgow College and you mm-hmm. at that point did a creative writing course didn't you It wasn't a creative writing course per se, it it kind of encapsulated everything. Like, I did short stories, I did television writing, I did poetry, as well as some media writing. So, I did a bit of everything, but I did really take to the poem stuff more. Mm. Because for a while, like during that time in college, when I was kind of honing in on what I wanted to do, which I wasn't completely sure yet... I was doing, like, stand-up performances of poems in, like, Edinburgh, pl- pubs and stuff. Did a lot of yeah, events. Yeah, I remember you did uh, You did a poetry reading at a, club, a pub in Edinburgh, and I went to see you, and it was really I don't good. think I no, that pub's there anymore, which is sad. No, I think it's been closed down. Well, well what I was going to do, Liam, was later on in the podcast, we're going to talk... Because I know you did a poetry collection in lockdown, mm. so we're going to talk about that later. So we'll come back to the poem stuff, because mm-hmm. I think that you've got some good stuff to say on that. But you then decided, after doing that one year in Glasgow, you want to be a journalist... And in- I fit, that wasn't the case. I kind of fell into it. It wasn't a planned thing. Like, I applied to go to uni, but only one uni, because I still wasn't sure what I was doing. And then I applied to go... Well, I just ended up staying at college for another two years, and the course that my lecturer said that usually the people, after they do the writing course, you do the journalism course. So I naturally went on to do that and found that um, I had a kind of natural talent for it. Which served me well because it has become thing I do now. Yeah, you're a journalist. You're leading yeah. the journalist. So were you always quite interested in journalism as a teenager? Because I don't, partic- no. I don't particularly remember you ever. No, really. like when I, my mum and grand would ask me what I was going to do, because I always said I was going to be a writer. And they were like, yeah, but what are you going to do for money? And I was like, okay, I'll be a journalist then. But that's sort of, some journalism on the side. Yeah. But that was mainly to get them off my back. And, and obviously, so most people listening to this podcast are creatives. And, you know, this is, as you know, mm-hmm. for emerging creatives. And something we talk about a lot is... Um, you know, the sort of whole, like, just get a real job thing yeah. When the title came from. Actually, while we're on that, I'd like to quickly... I gave you the title. Liam actually is the man behind the, the title of this podcast. Um, yes. Because what was I originally going to call it? It was like Tortured Geniuses or something? Tortured Artists, Tortured yeah. Artists. So I'm going to confess to you guys that um, I was going to call this podcast the Tortured Artists Podcast. There was no Tortured Artists on this podcast. And Liam... <laughs> what are you talking about? You're such a tortured <laughs> high school dropper. No, and I went through to the kitchen. I was like, Liam... I've got an idea for a podcast, which you know naturally slagged me off. But um, then, and then I asked him for like if he had any ideas, and he and he said just get a real job, and I thought, nah, I don't like it, so I'm not gonna. I actually didn't like the name for a couple of days, and then I sat down and I thought, no, it's a great name actually, and it and I can't imagine it without it. So thank you, Liam, for the, you're the very time. welcome. So obviously a lot of people that listen to this podcast, um, we talk a lot about the whole like what's not a real job and how you know mm-hmm. people's attitude towards creative things, and and something we talk about a lot is. Do you f- think that journalism's a bit more respected by people? It's tend to be seen as a bit more of a serious job than, say, being a poet or a singer or something. Well, yeah, it's held to a different standard than other creative elements of field. Like, with journalism, it's so, it's so broad a term. Like, you've got literary journalism, which is a lot more... That's more writery. that's based more to do with literary kind of stuff. Yeah. But then you've got like really professional media such as the BBC, and that is broadcast. That, is a, that is a job. There's there's not really much creative. Well, to stuff be fair, to do with that. all jobs are jobs. Like, That's the point. This podcast. Yeah. I know you agree with that, don't you? But I? Um, what I'm trying to say is that you don't get a lot of creative license with stuff like that. As whereas you would get with, like, say, writing an offer or a poem or stuff like that. Yeah. With with like doing broadcast media, you've got one objective, and you can't do it in an arty way. It's not you can't make it like a Stanley Kubrick film out of a. <laughs> two-minute news segment on the BBC. Yeah, yeah, Well, that's interesting, though. So, when you are at college doing journalism, mm-hmm. what is, like, you are very, like, interested more in the cultural side of journalism. That's what yeah. you, you would call yourself a cultural journalist, would you? Yeah. Like, I don't particularly like politics. I don't like writing about it. I find it dry. I like writing about music, books, films, a little bit of gossip From like, that probably comes from having a single mum watching Big Brother. Yeah, but uh, you like, and fashion obviously is your main one uh, of your big. Yeah, is. that's something I'm trying to break into now. Fashion journalism. That's something yeah. I've, we'll, I've honed in on. We'll in come. A, we'll come on to that shortly as well. Mm-hmm. So when you're in Glasgow doing this journalism course, you're actually doing really well because you were a freelance journalist for the Sun. I was, yeah, and that I was really lucky to get that. Like, I got that really early and young into the game. Like to get that at 20 is not. It's hard to. Well, it's, I've. I don't know a lot of people that have had an opportunity to work freelance for such a big company for a year, which yeah. I got. and I know a lot of us, you know, took the mick because it was a son and you obviously... Yeah, the sun yeah, of like I was of... aware yeah. that what it was and what I was doing, but I was just doing gig reviews and a couple of interviews of, like, musicians. And to have your name printed at that time, at that age that I was, I honestly thought that my life would... I was thinking that 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 is my life beginning. No, it was amazing and I I was really... It was a really good time. I I was really proud of you when I saw your first Mm -hmm. article. And like I know, obviously, you were writing for the cultural side of the sun, so Mm -hmm. I don't don't think anyone can criticise you for that. And you did some good reviews. It was fun. Um, Yeah, well, writing for the sun, it was restrictive. Like, to write... Like, people obviously slag off this writing standard yeah. of the sun, which yeah. I get, I completely get. But, like, to write in that simplistic a form takes a lot. And even my lecturers were like, that, it's really hard. Like, it's really easy yeah. to write, like, overwrite than it is to, like... Well, Jonathan, who was on episode seven, he is a he does some journalism, and he wrote used to do the, write for the Edinburgh Evening News, and he mm-hmm. talks about it on our interview with him, and um, he talked about how he wasn't allowed to say certain things, a bit like what you were saying. The, yeah. you know, this comes into the whole, like you're not having the creative space sometimes with yeah, journalism. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, the first review I did, which was great, like I, like, I ended up meeting the editor of the music side of it at a pub, and I hinted that I was looking for work, and then that night I got a message, like, I've got a gig, I've not got no one to cover it, you up for it, and I just ran to the venue, and I like, <laughs> yes. And that first review I handed in was so overwritten. It was, like, yeah. 500 words of me, like, describing the lights and stuff. hmm And then when it got put out, it had been, there was like 300 words of it, like 200 words had been cut out. The stuff about the lights, that was gone. Really, like, writing for The Sun taught me a lesson on, like, what is... Worth writing about And what isn't In terms of A professional journalist Yeah Because we actually Had a really fun time Because you used to get me Free gig tickets And yeah, it was great So we, we, Liam would be like Jimmy, do you want to come see this g-? We'd just go and see like a gig And yeah, it was we'll great like, We'd be the Beach Boys And yeah, it was like, great yeah, It was amazing that What would you have A favourite review that you did? Probably When Sigrid was just starting out I got to Review one of her First gigs in Scotland And that was I think the best Written review I did And it was a really good gig as well mm. But I remember coming away from from that feeling really good because like the person who read it gave me a message like this was really well written well done didn't have to change a thing mm-hmm. and i just came away from that feeling really positive about it and the experience and, and who um what sort of who did you interview again you did you interviewed quite a few people as well didn't you and cigarettes after sex oh they're great bad. um tom grennan i don't know if anyone know him i didn't interview those are probably the bigger people like i didn't do a lot of really big interviews because I was only 20 and I was working freelance so I don't think they wanted to give me like say like the big people yeah it is interesting because I forget how young you were when you were writing for The Sun that is quite a young age to be doing that yeah you're right well you're doing this obviously when you're still at college so you finish your college course You do two years yes. there And then You decide You miss your best boy Jamie <laughs> So you have to move to Edinburgh And you know We started living together In 20, yeah. 2018 Which mentally It's nearly been three years A well, year of it Has been moved, spent indoors Yeah I know A year of our time together Has all been in the house With my <laughs> lovely self Yeah so you move to Edinburgh And you, you decide to go to Edinburgh Napier to do, mm-hmm. to do To do to get your degree in journalism So yeah. how, how have you found that Quiet Easier Life in Edinburgh Is definitely slower than what it was in Glasgow. Glasgow was much more fast-paced in terms of what I was doing and the lifestyle I was living. Yeah, which uh, is, I think, is what I needed because things got a little out of control in Glasgow. Yeah, I was going to ask you because I don't, you don't have to talk about this because I know it was a, you got a, it was a difficult for you in the end. But something I thought it might be useful because a lot of our listeners are you know emerging craves and mm-hmm. it, it might be useful for them to hear you talk about this. But you kind of burnt yourself out, didn't you? I did, yeah, like badly So um, I, I just thought, yeah, you may have some stuff to say that might be helpful So like the last year, like the journalism course was two years And I got the gig doing the journalism for The Sun In my second, in my last year So I was doing that a good couple, like sometimes two reviews a week As well as doing my main studies And do working part-time to also get some extra cash for rent And going out and drinking <laughs> And so I was doing all of that And I was just doing far too much Like at one point... Like, my lecturer even was just came up to me in the room because I had, was just sitting in the back doing an exam. Yeah. But also, I had my laptop out beside. The, I think he was probably checking if I was cheating. But um, I was actually writing an article while doing the exam. And he was like, mate, are, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm falling apart. And even, like, we got a little bit of leeway and, like, deadlines by the end, but it's still. Yeah. It all felt like so. Never burn yourself out. And you, like were, you were apart. doing loads, though. You were doing loads because you were doing your sun journalism, you were doing your course, and you also had a podcast then, didn't you? Yeah, we were trying to start a podcast because of every because we I was juggling so much. It, the standard of it was terrible. Yeah. And it was, again, first time trying a podcast. I know. You were a lovely guest on it once. I was a lovely guest. There. That was my podcasting <laughs> debut back then. I mean, we deb- <laughs> we debated the art or something. I came on like some sort of professor and yeah. confessed to know. Ironically, I went on to make a podcast about you the art. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it was a subconsciously uh, played an influence in me starting this podcast. Yeah. And, and a lot of people,
0: like, in the creative sort of subjects um, in school...
1: Um, they're, they're really disheartened by say yeah. by teachers saying, oh, you'll never get a job in that. Yeah, and I, remember, I know, and that's horrible, that's horrible. Yeah. I've had that, I've had that. I've and, had and that. I... People saying it's not a real subject, it's a Mickey Mouse course. Yeah. It's like, shut up, like, yeah. it's valid. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, thanks for sharing. I know that was a difficult time, so I appreciate you opening up about that. But anyway, you're obviously happier now You're living a quieter life in lockdown and all that <laughs> yeah, looking but, um, You've been in Edinburgh for two years doing that course But you'd mm-hmm. still been doing a bit of journalism Because I know you'd written some stuff for places Like the We Review, the Review Sphere But yeah. you'd sort of got to the point now Where you're not really interested in doing reviews anymore Which is something no, I talked about as well in the, like, podcast. Um, the last review I did Quite bad to say I was really hooting the blowfish gig <laughs> And I I was just Standing there This is I don't want to do this anymore yeah. Like, it was just... It sucked the fun out of gigs. And I just... I don't think I even handed in that review. I, I didn't... I don't, no, I didn't. That was the last thing I did. I was like, I'm done doing this now. It, that had been like two and a bit years of just doing... Review, and you can, they're all the same. Yeah, because you never seen anything bad. This mm-hmm. I talked about this on the podcast before because obviously, as you will be aware, I did the film journalism yeah. stuff because I copy you with everything. Like someone would, like in my class, we, there was like a group of us that ended up kind of working there, which was nice. It was like it felt like a moment all for us, and it was really good. But I remember he wrote a scathing. Rev- my friend wrote a scathing review of someone. Can't remember who it was. I don't even think it got published. He got a phone call just like you can't put this out. So there was only, like, there was a limit to how critical we could be. And um, that just wasn't fun. You were just... Because, and plus, like, the deadline for these reviews were 11 o'clock, which was... The gig would finish at, what, like, half ten? Yeah, so... Quarter to 11 We were something. writing the gig while there. You used was, to write it before you even went, didn't you? No, I'd write the skeleton, like, the basics yeah. of why, Because gigs there's just, just so much you can write about like, it gets yeah. predictable what you're going to say I'd send an email of the gig that I'd written on my phone go <laughs> home and that, yeah it just got repetitive and boring and dull so I've kind of moved yeah. away from that now well that, no, that's sort of how I feel about my film journalism I've, I did enjoy it but I felt yeah. like there was nothing new I could add to the discourse of film journalism like you know what I mean Mark Kermode says it all I, and as you joke I always get all my opinions from him anyway you do yeah <laughs> you don't have your own like opinions at all yeah
0: Hi guys, hope you enjoyed enjoying this episode of Just Get A Real Job. If you're really enjoying the podcast, remember to follow us on all streaming platforms. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, remember to give us a review. We really do appreciate your support, so remember to share this with your friends and family so they too can enjoy the next episodes of Just Get A Real Job. And now,
1: back to the show. Well, we'll move on to, you know, current, uh, your magazine, which mm. you, you recently wrote, uh, called Ink Drinker. Yes. And so this is your magazine, and as you're talking about you, you move, you move into more, like, cultural journalism, and you love magazines, don't you? You love, like, Vogue and stuff. I do. Like, I really do. Like, if Vogue, I buy it usually... I prefer, like, if you're going to buy Vogue, buy the American version. If you can find the American version of Vogue, it's more expensive, but, like, the, the quality of writing is yeah. miles better. Usually, and the subjects that are tackled. And British Vogue is all... Mostly ads. So you're quite keen to move into sort of fashion journalism and you know doing magazine design, right? That's something yeah. you're quite interested well, in. The thing is, with like Condé Nast kind of publications, which is like Vanity Fair and Vogue and stuff like that, it's not just fashion. Yeah. They cover a lot of other things. Like John Didion used to get published in these magazines. Like they yeah. they do really outside the box stuff and. Like I used to really want to work for NME, and that went down the drain when the yeah, I, went I forgot about you. That was your main like that's what you yeah. started out right wanting to be a music journalist. But mm-hmm. obviously, that's moving away now. Yeah, music journalism is very much like a. Would you say music journalism dying out? No, it's just changing. It's yeah. just changing forms. because um, Pitchfork is still very much the main place. I where people I, go. I, I, ch- ch- I think the... it's just I don't think it's dying out. We just go to it less. Yeah, that's maybe true. Maybe we're getting older. You saying. <laughs> no, just our uh, you know our focus is on what we want to do at shifting, yeah, that's maybe true maybe maybe, maybe onto something there, Liam <laughs> well Get my Freudian hat on yeah we'll we'll talk about Ink drinker actually then mm. um, so Ink drinker is your magazine you just wrote what you just made, which is can I just yes. say, and I'm not just saying this because you're my best bet, but it's very good i I read Thank it you. just before we sat down because you were being quite secret about it, you wouldn't let me see it till before this interview so <laughs> yeah, I'm very. You're a private person. No, it's not even that. Like, I don't like showing people things until I have had a confirmation it's good. Yeah. Like, I don't want to parade it around going, look at this, and then I'll get my grade back. And it's like... Grades aside, I think it's very good, and I think you should keep developing it. So we'll talk about that anyway. Mm-hmm. So you got to interview for this. You got to interview some really well-known writers. So, mm-hmm. well, well, first of all, tell us about what the magazine is. So it's a kind of like a literary magazine, but not so like, a, traditionally a literary magazine has all submitted short stories and poems. Uh, maybe the odd interview, but I kind of did it like a Condé kind of publication, but just focused on writers, like poets, essayists, short storyists, and full-blown novelists, and just sat down spoke to them, what their novels are about, what influences them, and their yeah. history, stuff like that. But and something, obviously, about this um, magazine which was interesting was all the writers you talked about were all female. Yes. That wasn't something I... Directly set out to do like you know exclude all men, um, <laughs> but it's just a lot of the writers I've been reading the past two years are usually, well they're all women. I have to say like some of the most interesting books that have been coming out no. are women, and I you're, think you're right. You're right. That, that, that has a lot to do with obviously more women are getting published now, which is a great thing, and as well as that, because the literary world has been dominated by men, particularly white male men, well, obviously male men. Um, mailman yeah, uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Um so the narrative has been of what people are writing about the point of views of what people have been writing about for years hasn't shifted all that much it's, you know, it might get more pro- it got more provocative as it went on but like, it didn't particularly shift all that much but now there seems to be a big shift happening and more interesting narratives and stories that come out of that no, you're, de- you're definitely right writing- and I've got back into reading recently since Mm -hmm. um, last September. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. All my book recommendations are from Liam, actually. So if I'm reading a book, I'll just go through to Liam's room and (laughs) and I'm like, Liam, you got any books? But no, it's interesting because the last, I think, six books I've I've read have all been by a woman. Mm-hmm. And they're all great. Oh, well, doesn't great. come across as like virtue signaling. No, no, case. not at all. It generally, isn't like um, This is legit. Like, I, it's it's just you're right. Like, you know, because we, we love a lot of these offers. We like Sally Rooney, Dolly Alderton, my mind's blank, favorite of mine. Yeah, Dolly yeah. Alberton who we talked about in this podcast before, is mm-hmm. amazing. And you know, Caroline O'Donoghue, who you actually interviewed for this magazine. I did. I'm, yeah. I'm reading her book just now. So, how was that interview of her? That was really good and she was the first person I interviewed for the magazine and thank god it was a great interview because if you start off a project and the first part of it's crap or it doesn't go well or you just kind of you feel like you failed at the first hurdle then I think that sets up your mindset for the whole thing. But she was really great like her generosity with her time was amazing we ended up talking for like 40 minutes she was great with her answers she seemed to like my questions which is always good like as a journalist if someone says that's a really good question. You really get a pair cup, You're like, yes, yeah. Because the the one thing you don't want to do is ask questions that are going to bore them or that have been asked before. No, you're no, you're right. And it's something that you gave me really good advice before I started this podcast about that, and I think I've taken them on board. I'd actually like to recommend To the listeners um, If you need some to read Go and check out Carolyn on book uh, Her new book Scenes of a Graphic Nature Which I'm reading just now It's honestly brilliant It's a really mm-hmm. good page turner Actually it seems like A good time to ask you Liam mm-hmm. You are my go to book man Yes So you and Rihanna, I should say I better <laughs> give her a mention She might get upset Yeah Rihanna gives me A lot of recommendations Yeah our friend Rihanna Is um, really good for books as well But Liam uh, Have you got any Would you like to recommend the listeners a couple of books They might want to be interested in Because I know you actually Had a whole chapter Dedicated to that In your magazine well, that wasn't. A, that was just a kind of a throwaway page of like upcoming books that are coming out this year. Luster is a book coming out that was on. A, I think it was on Obama's list. Oh, really, the best books of twenty twenty, but it's not been published in the UK yet. That's coming out. I think I've got that pre ordered. It comes out on the thirty first or the twenty first of this month. Okay, well, this episode probably won't be going out to February. So by ten people. Are, here. By ten people listening, <laughs> this book's out. We'll, it's out. We'll link all this sort of thing at the end as well. Yeah. Well, books that have come out recently, I guess Well, Ghosts by Dolly Alderton Oh, it's a great book I really enjoyed Love that A lot of people, I, I'm not, I think, had a lot of criticism with that But I, I feel like she can do no wrong No, she can't She's uh, this generation's Nora Ephron She is <laughs> Sadie Smith brought her a short story collection Which was really good Everyone should check that out Uh Nisha Dolan's Exciting Times that's was, a good, Yeah, it's a good book as well I think one of my favourites of 2020 It was really sharp, it was a good book Yeah uh, I also If you enjoyed... like Sally Rooney, you'll like Exciting things, but, um, Yeah, if so you like Sally Rooney, which most people I'm sure have read now because she's like huge, uh, you'll mm-hmm. like that one. I'd also like to recommend a book uh, you told me to read called Expectations, and I've forgotten the name of the author. That's terrible. What is her name? <coughs> Do you not know her name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've forgotten, and I can't even check the book because I lent it to a friend of mine recently. Oh, who's listening to this podcast? <sighs> hi, hi, Lisa. <laughs> oh, hi, Lisa. I Give I just... me back my book so that we can... <laughs> Get down to who has written it. Yeah, that's terrible. We'll, we'll we'll link all this stuff at the end. Anyway, getting lost in book recommendations. But yeah, your magazine. I was like I was trying to be the high low. We're trying to fill in. Yeah, the high low recently ended, and we're just. I too was heartbroken. Absolutely gutted at that. Well, we talked about your journalism career, but yes. I th- I th- as we said earlier, you also have written poems in the past. So mm. I know you did. You did a collection of poems in lockdown. Yeah, and. I just, yeah You'd like oh, to tell my first draft Yeah, but it was very good And you sent it away to some places Would you like to talk about Your poetry collection Very briefly Well It wasn't a collection It was a pamphlet So there's a big distinction I've, I'd class that as a How many poems did you write? In the 20s 20 poems is a collection Of poems to me All very short though very they very good Yeah, so I wrote like I don't know I would just when In lockdown I think everyone just Started reflecting a lot About things And I would just and you kind of just start thinking about the happier times, I feel. <laughs> so it was, and, you know, my happiest times as a kid was like on the beach with my family. You were usually there as well. Series of poems just about the time me and my granddad and my mum and stuff like that spent at the beach as the a young, the young dude. As a young yeah. dude we know. And you'd actually brought a poem you'd like to share with us. Yeah, and I'd like to tell the lovely people listening to this poem that I didn't actually think this poem was that good, but for some reason Jamie cried when he read it. <laughs> I love this poem, and I, I, I honestly love it. Um, I think it's so, a be- I think it's beautiful. There must be something in it. No, it, I think it's a great poem, and I'm, I want you to get that frame for me. <laughs> okay, I'll send it to you. It's getting all soppy now, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Two men oh, in the cupboard. I love you, man. <laughs> so it's called it a change of scenery. Once we tried to dig to China. None of us had been, so it seemed like a good idea. We dug as the adults looked on. They had their doubts. The tide was coming in, so we had a tight deadline. With little time to dwell on this, white knuckled, clutching the spade, heaving the land, passports in our back pockets. But we had made a wrong turn and ended up in Australia. Love that poem. It's just because, you know, that poem's about me and Liam's friendship as kids and, like, we did used to do that. We used to go to the beach. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we would say we would dig to Australia and I just love that line at the end, like, dig to Australia. It's just, I think it's a wonderful poem. and I know I'm getting all soppy now, but I genuinely oh, thanks, I genuinely do. I think it's really good. Yeah, I liked your poetry collection. And I, ho- I hope that you you know you continue to write them Because it's, it's good And I like that you're doing your journalism But you're also you know, still doing your other creative outlets as well I mean, I am a writer I'd probably say, like Blow my own trumpet You're a journalist with a writer's heart Well, every journalist is a writer and yeah. They all want Every journalist wants to write a novel And that's a, <laughs> that is a fact It's a good quote Everyone good, wants to be Hemingway Yeah Well, Liam We ask everyone that comes on the podcast Oh God What the worst part-time job They'd ever had is So would you like to share Your worst part-time job Or a job you just had to work To support your art in the past It's Matalan I worked in Matalan Oh you're just naming them Normally people (laughs) don't name the company They they try and be respectful But you're just Outright naming them (laughs) Fuck (laughs) Matalan Why would I get in trouble for that? I don't think so I mean If Matalan's less than Jamie McKinley, the man behind this podcast, I've not said a thing about you. Actually, you, you do good cushions. I get my cushions from you, so. I just didn't like it. You, you got a discipline for it. Tell us what you did. Oh, right. So, the... <laughs> so it's not even, like, a, a badass story. It's crap. It's like, you know how you have those cards you have to give to everyone? Yeah. Well, no one wants them. I don't want to force them on people. I didn't care. I was there because I, I wanted some money to go out. And so, if you don't... St- hand out the cards it comes up that you're not handing out the cards and you're not swiping them and so they kind of pull you up like oh you've had like three sales and you've not even the one card and I'm like, i don't care <laughs> so you just take you, what i did was i just got like one card and i just every time someone went take one, i'd swipe it and they just took me aside and went so Liam, this one person who has this card has apparently come and shopped was like what, a hundred times today? No, like, and yeah, I was like, you, you idiot. He's a very dedicated um, <laughs> consumerist. And uh, they took me aside. They were like, this isn't a disciplinary game. And I was like, well, it clearly isn't. I'm having to sign that I've been a bad boy. A bad boy for yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. No, there was just, this, uh, this it wasn't great. I just, did, I just didn't like just didn't like it. Fair. No, that's fair enough. I actually realised I forgot to ask you earlier. I'm, we'll, we'll do this now. What were the big influences on you Creatively growing up Like uh, films, TV, books I mean I know a lot of this But just if you wouldn't be sharing with us Okay So The people that started me off writing Were lyricists Yeah Like I wanted to be a songwriter So Alex Turner's up there Oh He's what what an absolute. See, my epic. whole teen years was me trying to rip him. I was actually I am embarrassed at how much I tried to rip him off. We're well, not this, alone. The book that you got me for France is just list is just like rewrites of Art at Monkey songs. And I had the quiff as well. Yeah, you did. You pulled it off though. And the leather jacket. And the leather I still have the leather jacket. We we love the Art Monkeys though. We actually embarrassingly tried to start an Arctic Monkeys theme podcast a few <laughs> months ago and we quickly gave up. We did, yeah. We just realised we'll keep the sad Arctic Monkeys enthusiasm to ourselves. So there's lyricists, but then that quickly moved on to poets and novelists. And because of Arctic Monkeys, I came across John Cooper Clark, who um, is the punk poet, the people's poet. He's a great poet. And that really showed me that... Um, Poetry doesn't have to be this, like, philosophical thing that has it's got to be really serious, compl- just doused in this meaning. It can just be a laugh. It can be a poem about a werewolf, and the theme behind that is that it's a guy hitting his teen years and he's getting a bit yeah. horny. Like, I don't... You know, that kind of stuff I love. I, I love art that it's... It doesn't take itself too seriously. I actually just remembered you wrote an amazing poem or monologue when you were in your college years and about I a... c I don't have that anymore. About a cow. I did, yeah. It was a tell us about that. <laughs> so this cow. We I had to write a monologue in class. And I did it on this cow that was it was on it was in the queue to head in to get like, you know, the bullet in the head. <laughs> it was getting slower. But it was thinking that it was going into like The religious pastures. It was like this was ascending. Only certain cows got selected to ascend to the next level, and then as it was going on, it was beginning to realize that, oh no, I'm not ascending to anything, I'm just about to get shot in the head. Is this like a big, you know, your Morrissey moment? (laughs) Yes, my Morrissey (laughs) moment. Me is murder. (laughs) Me is murder, man. But what about film-wise? What sort of films were you watching? I mean, I like how I'm asking you, like I don't know and haven't copied you in my entire exactly. life. <laughs> I was the one that first brought Pulp Fiction round to the house, and I, I credit that. Liam got me into Pulp Fiction. That's that's true. I was the one that brought Pulp Fiction round. I started us off edgy. Films, but my taste has definitely changed a lot more. Yeah. I would say, like my favorite film has changed so much. Like Emily and Call Me by Your Name are like. Yeah, they're great. I've not seen Call Me By Your Name yet. We will watch it, though. Absolutely, incredible film. Call Me By Your Name, I've not seen another film like it. It made it just, I don't know. It was just so emotional. Yeah. It it was a really powerful viewing experience. Like, not a lot was said, but so much was said. (laughs) (laughs) I will watch it soon. I really want to see it. No, you really should. Like, it's actually criminal that you've not seen it and you call yourself a film student like you only just I'm not a film student no, I'm a graduate I'm a graduate yeah, you're a graduate and you only just watched Citizen Kane yes. <laughs> yes he's got me there folks he's got me there which was a good film yeah. do you mind it our films should just be described as twee Yes, like yeah. that is what we go for. We love to just watch French films and uh, yeah. pretentious, pretentious films. Really, that's, yeah, that's mainly that's like don't. our thing. You're yeah. more pretentious than I am, but yeah. um, you just hide it better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wear Adidas and just think that no one's gonna know. Well, you know, Liam always jokes that I copy him and everything because, which oh, yeah. I maybe I do. There's a two-year kind of delay. Like I'll start watching, reading certain people are watching certain things and dressing a certain way, which is you know. Usually people dress to what they're listening to and stuff at the time. Mm. Which is why I tried to be Alex Turner when I was into indie music. <laughs> now I'm trying to be like Joe Talbot. <laughs> doing a very good job. I man. am doing a good job so as yeah. well. You get the tattoos. So when you eventually catch up, mm-hmm. you'll just walk up and... Well, Lisa would usually be like, oh, well, what can I say earlier? Imitation is the best form of flattery, clearly. I do not copy <laughs> on everything. I maintain that. I have some independence. <laughs> He yeah. did start a podcast before I did, but you you yeah, gave uh, up on. Yeah, it. Yeah, but you have you have um, actually done a good job, I have to say. Is this a compliment? Yeah, guys, he is the first. <laughs> that's the first nice thing he said to me about the podcast. That's not true. What else did you say then? I Just know. Well, <laughs> Liam's, yeah, I Li- Liam's mockery is a form of affection, of course. Um, yeah, well, you know, I come from that kind of background where like. Slagging people Like You know it's like it's That kind of Working class We are practically brothers We are yeah. family So we, I tease we, you yeah. I like, yeah I've always teased And you tease me as well Yeah that's n- Never No I'm so nice I never do such <laughs> things Listeners Listeners <laughs> will know this You know <laughs> The you know, fucking, like, looks you've given me when I'm watching a French film kind of like, you fucking pretentious little well, man. some of them are a bit pretentious, what can I say? Well, Liam, I'd actually... I, sorry, I just keep bringing questions to just 'cause just because you are very, like... You're the my go-to guy for culture, so we'll, we'll one more question. Well, thank you. So, do you have any recommendations for, like, sort of any music that might be out that people might want to go and check out? Like, any any sort of artist you're listening to at the moment? Yes. i am always... Listening to, well, music is like it's just—it was like my first. As copy. as Liam said, would say, he has his finger on the pulse. No, you can't say that about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes across really like. like he said, does. He does. I do not. I'm seeing it. He does. I'm going like obviously like like the bands that I'm really into at the moment are all like the punk bands. Mm-hmm. So like Idols is one of my favorites at the moment. Fontaines okay. D.C. Oh, they're great. Life not a lot of people have heard of Life check them out all in caps they've been following idols as well they're really good yeah a bit like The Fall aye so so. that's a really good really good Mm -hmm. vibe there I've been listening to a lot of Phoebe Bridges recently. I've got really into her. Yeah, you it. you recommended her, I which went, is good. I went like the opposite. Wait, like in lockdown, I thought I'd end up listening to more chill music, but I ended mm. up just listening to angry music. Like you yeah. went to more chill. Yeah, I've got music. into my folk sort of music. My car, I call it cardigan music. I am. I'm going to credit myself as also making you get less snobby about pop music. You definitely have because I cannot get enough of Dua Lipa's album now. Exactly. I love it because I gave permission for <laughs> you to like Harry Styles. You seem to be unembarrassed by playing him. I kind of. Because yeah, that no, album was great Harry Styles that was a album. great was it absolutely, album Absolutely As he would say Golden <laughs> <laughs> Did I just make a Harry Styles drift? Yes we've what is album, 2021 What a strange year Like effect. that was a great Feel good album Especially yeah, for like It was very it But was... like I discovered a guy the other day Called Baxter Jury And his new album Called The Night Chances Is really good Look up the song Slumlord Like Leonard Cohen But like If he was like Found In a London Geezer pub With like music from the last no, what I of might office. do, Liam For the listeners I'm going to get you to make a playlist By the time this episode comes out And we'll link it at the bottom of the podcast and right, then I can get my ego Yeah myself Well, I've it. got two more questions before you Okay And then I've got a surprise I've got a surprise to the listeners as well there See, I've, I've chucked that in there now <laughs> <laughs> I've got a special guest arriving <laughs> soon But um, my second last question for you is What's your dream creative job? What do you want to end up doing? What's the, what's the goal? The goal? See, it depends which which you're at. At the moment I want to work... Well, the dream, mm-hmm. the pipe dream, yeah. is Condé Nast. Like, working any one of those magazines, like Vogue, or Vanity Fair. Yeah. Especially working, like, the design element, like, working the page spreads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm really... Not to blow my own trumpet, but I'm quite... I took to that over the last two years. Yeah. And my lecturer was very impressed. That was, the nicest, like, the nicest compliment. Like, I didn't admit it was me. And, like, the le- one of the lecturers came in and looked at our magazine stuff. For like when it was a group magazine he picked up my designs and he kind of nodded his head and went hmm, these are uh, above average standard for uh, what we usually get and I was just kind of silently sat down and was just fucking too right at to this you are very good you are very like on the, the ball about like magazine stuff you like you've got such a Vogue, good you have got an eye for detail if you stare at Vogue like you know every day like I do you end up picking it up Oh, lip is on the cover of Vogue this month as well. Oh, really? I'm interested in that. Mm. She's honestly so I need good. To purchase that. So your dream job is to work for Condé Nast or Vogue uh, mm-hmm. or something as a designer? I that don't know. That'll probably change. Well, you know, that's good though. That's This is the great thing about this podcast for emerging creatives. You know, dreams change mm-hmm. all the time. Well, William. Yes. Lastly, we ask mm-hmm. everyone that comes on. Do you have any tips for anyone who, you know, maybe is at the start of their you know, career in the arts in general, but, like, more specifically journalism. I know you're kind of a writer as well, so just, mm-hmm. do you have any tips? So if you're, like, a young student in um, first three years, because that's when you've got time, send as many emails as you can to, like, every person who's, public, who's like publishing work and just say, look, I want to do some freelance stuff. And you, like, chances are you're not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's guaranteed you're not going to get paid, mostly. And... Just do as much as that as you can. Build up a folio by the time you're in fourth year. Because that's the one thing everyone struggles with in fourth year. They've not done enough outside work. Because then when you come out of your degree, everyone, like so many people come out of uni with the same degree. But if you have all this backlog of work, it just sets you apart. So just send emails to everybody. No, that's, that's Every true. Every tiny little website. And and something I've... I, obviously, this is more applicable to the film stuff I'm more involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, people... A lot of people say favours go a long way. And mm-hmm. I think it's true. I think if you do a good job for people, they remember you and they'll ask you back. So exactly. Definitely. No, I think that's good advice. I, but I think, don't burn yourself out. Yeah, don't <laughs> burn yourself out like young Liam did. Because then you'll end up having a mental break. And, and you also... Do you think you fall out of love with the thing you, you do as well? well yeah, because I can't... Do music journalism without wanting to tear the walls down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Liam, as I said, mm. at the end, we have a, a surprise. So I'd like to welcome, on Zoom, our editor-in-chief, it's Mr. Elliot Mitchell.
0: Hey.
1: Hi, buddy. All so, right. Elliot, would you like to tell Liam our little surprise we have? So I thought, we, since we've been friends for 20 years this year, I thought we'd do a little... anniversary. Yeah, it's our friendiversary, yeah, so our, friend-iversary <laughs> our 20th friend anniversary. I've asked Elliot to make us a little quiz to see how well we know each other. So it's a wee extra bit of fun for the listeners. So I'm going week. to come across as an absolute dickhead. Yeah, me. we're going to prove how much, you know, let's see how much we know each other, how much we listen to each other.
0: This is like a Mr and Mrs, but it's a Mr and Mr. Liam's the wife of this How dare you? Oh, right. well, the
1: clean he, you know, he's a great flatmate. But anyway, nice to see you, Elliot. How are you,
0: mate? Uh, I'm
1: above ground. Good, good. Well, <laughs> we miss you. Nice to see you. I, I
0: don't miss you, quite frankly, but there you go. Elliot, do you, um,
1: do you miss being my flatmate?
0: Well, <laughs> you know. Good times.
1: Do you want to take him back? I
0: don't take either of you to be honest.
1: But well, anyway, let's, How let's should, should dare we, you. Shall we crack <laughs> on with this little quiz that you have in mind for us? I don't know any of the questions. This is it. Elliot's designed all this, so
0: okay. So basically, I'll ask you a couple of questions, and basically, it's directed to one person or the other, and the other person has to respond. And you have to kind of get it right or wrong, really, if you know what I mean. And you could be way off or you could be bang on the money. So it's just a bit of fun. But for, for you guys, for your friend, and a friend-aversary, sorry, um, <laughs> that will do these couple of questions for you. So you guys ready?
1: Yeah, I just yeah. want to clear on up. I know I'm saying Liam's my best friend, but you're also my best friend. I love you too. Are you cheating on me? Yeah, I'm cheating on me, Elliot. <laughs> I'm walking out. <laughs> we're all best pals.
0: <laughs> anyway. Okay, so let's go for the first question. Liam, this question is for Jamie. So you have to all guess right. this, Liam. Okay. Oh First question is if Jamie was to sing in the shower, what would be his favourite song that he would sing all the time?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I don't even know. I think you should know this one though, actually. I do okay, know it's gonna be a crooner. Because you love a ballad. Yeah. You're I a soppy. I, soppy do. I do love a ballad, yeah. But what song?
0: You need to give me a song title,
1: give me a ballad. I think I'm gonna to have to go with Frankie, oh Franco Sinatra. Jamie's shaking his head. So I'm on the right track. Oh right, okay. okay. Oh yes, yeah. Sorry.
0: So what? Uh, what's the answer, Jamie? Then?
1: Is it that? Is it that? That's he gets a song. That's life. It, I'd, I'd say Sinatra's a good guess, as Any, I, I do like a bit of Sinatra, so I think he gets that one right. I was just thinking. I used to sing New York, New York a lot. That's my go-to karaoke one. my go-to karaoke. I was trying to think which one it was. Yeah. Oh, I'm a I think he gets a point for that. I think he should get a point for that. You're just taking pity on me. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, so this one's for Liam. So, Jamie, you ready? Yeah, yeah. What is Liam's favourite way to relax?
1: Liam's favourite way to relax is by having peace and quiet himself, and he will go into his room, and he will lie in bed all day, and he'll read books and drink tea and watch pretentious French films. And if I disturb him, he'll say, fuck off, get in my room, you're no mama. I think I got a point for that. No, I think we live together. Liam, how, how, how do you like to relax? I think you've pretty much nailed it there, mate. You
0: like you like you like your space, the you? you like to be alone sometimes and just kind of oh, do for it. you. When I
1: live with you, you are never out of your room. <laughs> Liam, <laughs> Liam, Liam likes to socially distance from me even when we live together. <laughs> <laughs> I've been socially distancing for years. Yeah. All right, Elliot. What's the next one then?
0: Okay, so this one's for Jamie again. So Liam, you ready? Mm-hmm. What is Jamie's worst habit? Oh. Where the
1: hell do I start? <laughs> <laughs> right. So my head's in my hands here. I'm I'm terrified. You know the one that annoys me most is when you make tea. My mum's gonna love this. But like you pour the kettle into the, you'd like pour the water in, but only one quarter of the mug, and then the rest of the water's all over the counter and then you just leave it. You leave though, you will take the tea. No one's ever going to want to date me. And after leave listening to the <laughs> water. It's in fucking fear. Just wipe up the water that you spill. Also, you like, also drip all the tea all the way to your room. I wasn't going to make it and put it on lids to stuff. Liam, oh, I, yeah. if he was
0: to like, like go to the kitchen and like make a glass of water ever and you just spill water on the ground, he would just not do anything he, about he it. Leaves,
1: no, he does that. There's a trail of it to his room. <laughs> I was cleaning the hall the other day. Like he had clearly spilled a cup of tea at his door. I did it. And he left it. It dried up. There was like a big brown stain on a white wooden floor. I am a wow. wholesome podcast host, and you, you are really ruining my reputation. you a lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hardworking for anyone listening, employers listening. Is like marriage counseling for us? Yeah, it very much is. Elliot's our marriage therapist. Okay, Elliot, what's the next? you right. even get a point for that? I'd give him a point. For it. <laughs> ah, yeah, Sure. So it's two
0: one to Liam in the moment. So the next question is for Liam for Jamie to answer.
1: So you guys ready? Yes.
0: So Jamie, what is Liam's biggest phobia?
1: Oh, this is easy. Spiders. Liam is terrified of spiders. It's always been and always will. Wow, that was real quick. Yeah, that's because Jamie has seen me run out of rooms before. Have you never did you never live with Liam and see him get freaked out by a spider? You no. Know it's it's not as bad now as it was when I was a kid. It depends on the size. When he was a kid, he was terrified of spiders. Do you not remember that from Glasgow, like, when you left like, Liam? Well, I seen we, Elliot we run did... out of the room with my spider, rats, actually. Are you scared of spiders as well, Elliot?
0: Not as much as rats. Rats terrify me the fuck out.
1: I remember when you that... said in our old flat before lockdown there was a mouse and you thought it was a rat.
0: That's that's why I can't live I'm in New York, serious. I swear, because it's infested with rats and I'd just be terrified, man. Okay, so, Liam, this question's for Jamie. Is you ready? Yes. What would Jamie say is his most attractive feature?
1: Oh, 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 what is your most attractive feature? As in, like personality-wise, or? Well, yeah,
0: um, hmm. i I was thinking physically, but if you want to go broad, that's oh, okay. I'm going to say J-
1: Jamie's fond of his hair. Am I? Yeah, I'm not that <laughs> funny. I'm not that funny. My hair. You, can, you spend more time in that mirror. <laughs> fucking about when you're here yeah but i wouldn't say it was my, my i'd say my most attractive feature are my my lovely legs legs <laughs> 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 yeah when i was, I was young, never gonna say that when i was younger uh, i was never when, when on I was, this planet gonna sit here on this podcast <laughs> and say jamie i think your most attractive feature <laughs> is your sexy legs well when i was a youngster Oh, little... someone told you you had nice legs. I'm not You're... went to run with it. Yeah, a very a very pretty girl from high school once said I had nice legs, and I've never I'm always my ego. Forgot about that. But we're not going to name her, obviously. You went on about it for ages. I did not go on about that. Shut up. <laughs> 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 All right, Ellie. You got another question.
0: Okay. <laughs> we yeah. We're getting <laughs> that was a really good one actually. Okay, so Jamie, this one's for Liam. Okay. And the question is, what's one thing that he promised that he would do, but he's still yet to do?
1: Oh, I'll learn them again. So Liam is a man of uh, he comes up with ideas, and you go, "Oh my God, Liam! Yes, me and Liam could do this, right?" But he never lives up to them. So I'm going to go back to my teenage years. Liam promised that we'd write songs together, and we never have for years. He also promised we'd do a podcast together, and we never did it. He tried. And he's finally come on this podcast. Yeah, show. yeah. I'm trying to think. Liam hates that administration, so you know he promises to do lots of things, and then never lives up to them. So, make me sound like a terrible person. No, Liam's Liam's not a terrible <laughs> person. I, I have to. Can I just clarify the this, this whole episode I'm not Liam is not Liam is always there for when I need him, but Aww. he is also he's a dick to me, so fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say, um, writing, <laughs> writing songs to me, promise me. We never, we just read out song I yeah, thought... that was from when we were 16. We never did it again. It's like <laughs> 10 years ago. That was 10 years <laughs> ago. <laughs> <laughs> we would never done it I'm since. I'm gonna crinkle up so everyone can hear the paper. Oh, right, well, we have having this on. I'm
0: waiting for the next one. I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. That, that was another good question. Wow, I'm quite chuffed with this. Okay, Absolutely. so, Liam, this one's mm-hmm. for Jamie. Mm-hmm. And this question is What's one concert that you both went together that was your favorite, or Jamie's favorite, rather? Oh, that's a, a
1: good question. There's two that instantly springs to you, have mind. to you have to pick one. No, I think you can get two for this. No, I don't no,
0: no, 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 no. Okay. I'm making it real hard. I want one, just one answer. Okay. You have to pick.
1: I'm gonna to have to say the Rolling Stones. Yeah, you know he's right. Uh, it would be the other one Liam's alluding to is Paul McCartney. Yeah. Me and Liam actually have been deluded. okay Yeah, the Rolling Stones was really special actually because we loved them growing up. And, yeah. And we got to see them together. Yeah, as we said, we I mean, tried to be the Rolling Stones. And, you know? and we got to see them at Murrayfield and it was a, it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we had a better time at that game than what we did at Maca. Yeah. But Paul McCartney was also very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, that's a good that was a good question, actually, Elliot. Oh, I'm great at these questions. I love Maybe it. you should start up your own podcast. No, he's he's, he's a team player with this. He doesn't need to do that.
0: Oh well, way down. not <laughs> <that>. yeah. <laughs> I don't don't
1: don't make him leave. I need him. <laughs> Just stomping on your patch, <laughs> Elliot's my editor in chief. So
0: this one's for Liam. Jamie, you ready?
1: Yeah. Who
0: is Liam's biggest
1: celebrity crush? Oh, this is our. A... Half question because yeah, you can either go like you know the people I try to emulate are or... yeah I I'm going to guess right and I, I think it might be a young Julian Beno Juliet Is the Julian Juliet Benoit you just her name Julian <laughs> Julian Binoche. Julian Binoche? that's what I said by accident I meant Juliet Benoit Juliet Benoit is that is that it, correct I'll accept that yeah wow I so. can I just say everyone listens to this podcast I've got a terrible track record of really not getting Julian Belosh really getting people's names wrong so I'm very sorry for that I would also have accepted Alexa Trump yeah
0: okay so these are the last questions for each other so this one's for Jamie Liam you ready?
1: hmm so the question is
0: what's the weirdest thing that Jamie has ever done?
1: oh the weirdest thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking thinking teen years I'm terrified what he's going to say um, he's like my walking diary oh, you've always got your Twitter diary oh god Te- no 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 from no. your teens oh Jesus do not mention that please <laughs> your Twitter was like the Twitter of I don't know, even know what yeah was I, I, I have an old Twitter which I can't delete and I've uh, got pictures of it and I'm not going to give the name out. Yeah, fine. You know what? You can read one out. This can be the weirdest thing I've ever done. Liam's gonna read the it's note. It's not weird. It's just you know because this is like more embarrassing. It's, it's really embarrassing. But like, oh, I need to find one. <laughs> I love the one where you say, "I'm so heavily influenced by music, but yet I'm not a very musical person." I'm not a musical person, I stand by that. <laughs> it's such a weird one. Oh, don't make this a podcast. I love the Big Bang Theory X. Oh, no, I never said that. Deny that. You Deny also say that. that you are such a great band. Oh, my, po- oh, God. my podcast reputation is gone. Oh, was this? I regret inviting you on now. This is um, the 10th of the 2nd, 2013. Had some great heart to hearts last night. Oh, such man. a good night. God, do not read. Oh, oh, Jesus. This was meant to be a wholesome quiz. He's reading my old tweets.
0: I love every minute of it.
1: <laughs> well, this is another one. You're being very positive. Oh, God. You tweeted so much in one day, by the way. Yeah, that, that was maybe the weirdest thing I've ever done. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. That meant you tweeted 14 times in a day. Is that the weirdest thing I've ever done? That's up there. Oh, God. It was just embarrassing. No, that can be your answer. There you go. Wasn't even awkward last night. Managed to actually speak to people smilingly. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Mum, for listening to <laughs> She doesn't know about the old Twitter. Mum doesn't know about is it? it? It's okay. It's... it's you uh, No. You've built on yourself. You've blossomed into this confident young man with a podcast and I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you, Liam. Before then, he was an
0: insecure man with hopes and dreams posted on Twitter.
1: He was also having very good heart-to-hearts with people at parties. Shut up. (laughs) Right, what's the last question so we can wrap this episode up and let the poor listeners turn off?
0: (laughs) Okay, last
1: question. So this is the final last
0: question for Liam. Jamie, you ready?
1: I am very much ready for this. When
0: Liam was younger, what was his biggest claim to fame? Oh,
1: his well, biggest claim to fame? Well, right, I well, I will tell a story, actually, which is very funny. What's my biggest claim um, to fame? And Liam, I mean, he was, we used to, when we, you know when you're kids and you, like, make stuff up and you act like it happened? And that's, that's okay. That's, what does that, that mean? The happen? nicest thing. So Liam once came back from, he'd been down south for his family. I think it was maybe Blackpool or something. And he came back to me and our friends at the time. And he swaggered up anyway. He, he dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow. And he said, <laughs> and "He said I robbed a, I robbed a ship. <laughs> he, he, he told us he'd robbed a pirate you ship. He did that as well. Yeah, I know I did. I, I, <laughs> this is right. This was like, and he said that he had like stolen a pirate uh, ship and taken it out to sea. Yeah. <laughs> And he'd commandeered the vessel. That's his biggest claim to fame as a, as a kid. Uh, wow. I don't think I was black, though. I think I just went... Well, you did that as well. You What was it? You said that... Um, You know that ship that's in Dundee? What's it called? Oh, the Discovery. The Discovery in Dundee. You went there with your family. I think there's a picture of you at the wheel of it, dressed as Jack father Jack Or, like, there was definitely some kind of thing. And you, you used that as proof for saying you also... That's still enough. I, I, I was just match William's story. So you're both you're <laughs> yeah, both in like, it then, well, basically. He can do a shit if I can. Well, Elliot, thank you mm-hmm. for giving us this lovely um, friendship therapy session. Yeah, I appreciate no, that. It's very healthy. Did you enjoy the answers we gave?
0: I very much enjoyed helping you both figure figure this problem out. Um, nah, I feel no, like you. I feel like you're you're going places, and I feel like you need to come back to me for a couple of days this week so we can cancel each other and hopefully we best of friends at the end of this
1: oh, oh. thank you well
0: um, I'd just like to thank
1: Liam again for coming on the podcast I really enjoyed our conversation thank Elliot you. thank you very much for the quiz I think that's us if, if anyone's still listening at this point I hope you enjoyed today's wholesome episode shall so we just want to make a, make a cup, cup of tea yeah let's go make a cup of cheese gonna have a, a cup, cup of, of cheese? cheese a cup of tea <laughs> bye guys bye. bye I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Just Get A Real Job I'd like to thank Liam for coming on again and chatting to us. And also I'd like to thank Elliot for um, preparing that lovely quiz at the end there. hope you guys enjoyed. I think it was a bit chaotic, but yeah, just something a bit different. Remember, if you liked what Liam had to say, check the links below the podcast. He's also very kindly made you guys a playlist of some of the stuff he's been listening to in lockdown. So make sure to check that out. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, remember that the best way we grow is actually through word of mouth. That's how we've that's how we'd been getting listeners. That's how we've grown. So please, please, if you're enjoying the podcast shares on social media tell your friends so if your friend tim might like this podcast text him text Tim. you know if your friend sarah if you're going for a walk in you know lockdown with sarah and you think you know sarah's a creative she would probably like this podcast tell her to listen say sarah check out just get a real job that's how we're going to grow so please please join the podcast tell your friends and family to listen anyway thank you as always for listening thank you for your continued support and we'll be back in next week for another episode of just get a real job stay safe folks
0: just get a real job.